0: Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe.
1: Welcome back to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we dive into the trenches with gym owners and talk the good, the bad, and the ugly sides of the business of fitness. I am your host, Austin Montero, joined today by Jack D. Benedictus from Holy City Boxing in Belmore, New Jersey. Jack, what's up, man? Everything's good. How you
2: doing?
1: doing great, man. I'm doing great. Thank you for joining us. Uh, I know you have a busy day, so we appreciate your time. Uh, we have a, I think, a pretty fun, unique business here. So let's let's dive in, man. You and your father started Holy City Boxing. Talk to me uh, about what led you guys to doing to doing that, starting a business, starting one uh, with the theme of boxing behind it.
2: Yeah. So, um, just my father alone growing up, he was it was always boxing for him. Um, in a way boxing saved his life um didn't have a father's his mom his mother uh my grandmother passed away when he was 16 so he was kind of on the streets and he found a boxing gym and um I forget it one of the trainers at Front Street Gym Frank I think his name is yeah. brought him in and he was fighting with a couple pros um Carmen something I could, I could get the name from him but um after that and like me growing up and things like that he always wanted to keep me away from boxing because he got all the negative sides to it right and then um so I kind of got into it still just behind his back just because I was so interested about it and then um once he seen me taking it serious um things started to pick up and then left and right we kind of live in a small town so a lot of people right. were asking me or my father to train him right. like a lot of my friends um So right from there, we were kind of, we would do it here and there, just like in a parking lot across our street. So one day we were thinking like, why not? Like, it could be big. It could make, you can make a gym and not have to work and work a full-time job, do something you love, you know? And um, I truly think like learning something like this is a valuable skill in life. Um, You never know when you may need it. Um, It's great for females, kids, older people, all ages. I mean, it's just more than boxing to me and my father. It's about relationships and, a lot of other things as well so that that's what sparked us um starting the gym here
1: yeah i love that man i definitely think we are in more than just the, we'll say the fitness industry we're, we're in the relationship industry the communication industry the community industry all that stuff so it's
3: Absolutely, falls, falls
1: yeah. under one big umbrella man and yeah boxing is like a great metaphor for life as I'm, life as i'm sure you you guys can attest to more than me you know so uh, uh it's awesome you guys are preaching that so Thanks for sharing that, Jack. I love origin stories, especially father-son company. That's pretty unique. That's pretty awesome. You know, I love to hear that. Uh, tell the listeners about where you guys are located now. I know you were in another spot private previous. Where is the gym located now? What is like, uh, I, w- I like to call it the bricks and sticks of the facility.
2: So we're at Attila's Gym in Belmore, New Jersey. Um, I'm sure a lot of people hearing the podcast or watching may know by now about what they um how they went viral with the whole coronavirus and stuff like that so um originally we were supposed to be there originally, but when we first ever started even before moving and stuff like that, then um everything happened the coronavirus hit, they stayed open and all that so um we we held off we hit the brakes, we held off on the gym and all that we had all the equipment and everything, and we just kept it in our house a whole 14 foot ring we kept in our house
3: wow
2: so um I would say about a year after Corona, we actually moved into an old, old church in our town, Gloucester city. Um, Gloucester city, actually our name, Holy city is Gloucester city's nickname. Okay. So that there's a reason for that. And then um, we started off in the church. Things were going well. Um, we were doing business with a guy. We knew pretty much all our lives. I played football with his son and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it was also, it, it was also interesting, but um, and then Frank, we reached out to Frank at Attila's and um, he had some extra space on the upstairs level. I asked him about it. He said, we're good to go up there. And then ever since um, I would say we were about at the first spot for about four months, moved there. We've been at uh, Attila's for about four months now. And the exposure there is a lot, lot better. And that um, de- we definitely owe it to Frank and Ian at Attila's gym for a lot of our success. So shout out to them.
1: Yeah. That's awesome to hear, man. That's awesome to hear. And you just mentioned that word exposure. So Wow, let's talk about that. So you're being uh, – you guys are inside of Attila's Gym now. Obviously, uh, you know, popular, we'll say famous place at the moment in time. From all the videos I've seen on Instagram and, and, and television, it looks like it's a pretty busy place. Does the, the, uh, does the size and, like, uh, attendance of that gym help you guys get new clients? Have you guys marketed to those members?
2: Yeah, it started right off the rip. As soon as we moved there, um, we would wear our shirts, our Holy City shirts yeah um training some of the clients a lot of the clients there um a lot of our loyal clients that can make it they made the switch over there to Toys gym with us and followed us there so um a lot of the um fathers and mothers just walking by would kind of like ask for their kids yeah. um ask for some information we would get that set up so now a lot of them when they come to the gym they'll just send their kids with us for the half hour or hour while they're going to lift or run on the treadmill things like that and then um really kills like two birds with one stone with them so um the exposure yeah right away right away we noticed a difference
1: yeah i would imagine that that's awesome that's it's awesome to have like built-in uh people that like walk by traffic you know i know i know in my decade of gym ownership i I maybe had two people walk in ever so it's awesome great advantage for you guys to be inside of a gym like that with with all these people already there with the mindset of fitness and and health and wellness and, and all that good stuff and you guys are offering something different with boxing which is which is great um You guys, I know, uh, Jack, you guys are doing mostly one-on-one now, correct? Any thoughts to – well, first of all, is it only one-on-one training right now?
2: Right now, yes. just one-on-one personal trainings.
1: Okay. Any thoughts of uh, adding a a class format or a group setting in in the future? Absolutely. Um, The the thing
2: with me and my father being only two trainers, it makes things kind of rough. We can't really keep up with the classes. So um, right now I want to find trainers. It's just hard to do that especially people I would need like part-time stuff like that might not seem like really worth their time, but I'm, it's been a, about a month or two. Where I've, I'm really, really looking for trainers um, and, and kind of hurting for trainers right now. So especially when I'm at work and can't make it some days we need, we need a guy or female, any trainer just to get in and get there, but we'll find one eventually. So that's when we'll add in those group classes.
1: Yeah. It's a theme going around too. the industry. I've talked to a lot of people lately. Uh, Having trouble finding finding coaches or trainers, you know. So it's it's definitely something that's that's on the top of people's minds at this point in time, and uh, for some folks, just a, a challenge right now with the business. So, uh, so tell me about your. So we have a you guys you and your father both have uh, full time jobs besides this besides running this business. Yeah. What is your school? What, what is your schedule like at the gym? Are you there like a set time, or is that just by appointment right now?
2: Yeah. So we we um with our schedules being like you on and like a you never really know type deal.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, we go by appointment only. So, um, Mondays we, we try to make that an off day, even though we're working. Yeah. But, um, we'll just have that as our work day, relax after work, get ready for the week. And then, um, <clears throat> Tuesday to Friday, we usually I like can start at five 30 and then last appointments usually at eight 30 at night. Okay. So, um, Saturdays <clears throat> we'll schedule a couple of people and then Sunday, we're pretty busy throughout the day. I'd say starting at twelve, wow, because um, there is an MMA class up there before us from like nine to eleven or something like that. Yeah. So we'll come in at twelve and go there probably till like four or five in the afternoon. Just everybody back to back.
1: Wow. And you guys, are, you guys doing a uh, half hour sessions or one hour sessions? What, what's a boxing session look like? I don't, I'm not even. I don't even know.
2: Yeah. So it depends. Um, we have half hour. They usually like thirty to forty minutes. Okay. Um, especially with the kids, um, yeah. they seem to get tired quickly, which is weird because they're kids, but right. <clears throat> they're new to it. So it um, makes sense. Um, and again, you can get an hour session as well. So we also do memberships, though, for personal training. So oh, okay. each of our sessions is $20. Got it. Which um, I really think is, uh, I don't think any anybody's been able to beat that. Every time I tell them about the $20 personal training session, they say that's a pretty good deal. So I'm happy about that. And then, um, We go bronze, silver, gold, and it just depends how much you come a month. If you want to come once a month, once a week, which is four times a month, that's our bronze. You come silver eight times a month. You're saving one personal. You get one free personal training session every month. You go gold, you come uh, 12 times a month, you get two free a month. So it really just, as you go, we haven't gotten anything past gold, but uh, as you go, that's how we, um, that's how we work our system.
1: Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) Are you guys doing the memberships uh, monthly type thing, right? Monthly setup.
2: Yep, monthly, and we can we also offer um paper sessions. Say like um, you come in like twice a month. Yeah. Instead of getting our membership, which you'd be paying more for, you can just pay twenty hours each time.
1: Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And now since so like <coughs> I always like to talk to people about like their the building they're in and or the lease not you know or the lease I guess um or if you or if it's the other way around like trainers renting space uh owners renting space to trainers how do you guys have the setup um do you pay the gym a percentage of your sessions or do you pay them a rent uh, a month what does that look like for you guys there
2: yeah so it goes off of frank um he made a deal with us it's a it's really honestly a lot better like going to any other like building or anything like that
3: <clears throat> be worth. starting
2: will it. be it's nowhere near that and then um obviously the trainers which we can't find we would pay them probably hourly unless maybe it, we give them certain clients where they can just take their membership money every month if they're just working with them every time every month sure so sure. That, that um that's what we're looking to go for with the trainers.
1: okay yeah that makes sense that makes sense And are you guys looking to add like <laughs> like a competitive piece to this like fighters like uh in local tournaments and other other events or is it just for the fitness side of things?
2: Right now, the fitness side effects of it. Um, like I said, there's so much more to boxing than yeah, than what people just see. But um, with us having full-time jobs, we got to be able to put in a lot of time. The fighters, if they really are looking to be competitive yeah. with it, um, yeah.
3: yeah,
2: I'm sure everybody who's been in sport or even MMA, anything like that, knows it's a lifestyle. And um, it wouldn't be fair to them for us to say here we'll train you competitively but well, only training three times a week or twice a week after work or something like that. So,
3: Makes sense. but yeah. a
2: big thing, we, um uh, we get a, that question a lot from clients. Yeah. So we usually turn them over to our, my dad's good friend, Chino Rivas, world-class mm-hmm. trainer. He had Tevin former Jason Sosa, former 130 um, pound champ of the world. He's got a lot of uh, good upcoming guys. So we turn into him because uh, we got really close ties with him.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome, man. It's good to have local partnerships and like friends. you guys can refer people to. Is that part of, I don't want to skip ahead too much, but is that part of like down the road, like best case scenario? You guys are, what is it? What is, what is the main goal? Jack, what, like you and your father, what uh, what do you guys talk about? Yeah. You know, and not you're on a weekend. Like what's the, what's the dream here? What's the main thing we're trying to get to?
2: So best case scenario, say everything worked out in a perfect world. <clears throat> we can quit our jobs. We can live off of what uh, Jim's making. And that can that won't be our job. That'll just be our hobby making us money <clears throat> enough to not work no more. And then um
3: yeah.
2: Chino, we, we want to work with him because he's
3: okay.
2: he's the guy he's he's been doing at the highest level for years now. So you could look his name up, he's got all the credentials and everything. So I mean, being with a guy like him, training his fighters, being around his guys, that's that's who I would train with. It's like I learned a lot once I got in their gym with um with Tevin, especially. And um, him embarrass me, embarrassing me in a ring a lot, <laughs> it actually – it worked out. Like, being around those guys, you learn so much more. You get so much exposure to the sport, too, being at the pro fights and things like that. So, like, again, bringing up that word exposure is um, – getting with him would be huge.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, exposure is uh, yeah, definitely very important, for sure. And you guys are in a great spot for that right now, which is, which is awesome. What is the uh... – <laughs> rest of your of your locality look like like from a competitive standpoint are there other boxing gyms around I know you said there's an MMA uh program in Attila's right now as well but what about outside of Attila's other other area gyms any any competition what's what's that look like for you guys
2: yeah so Chino's actually near us but um like I said with his pro fighters he's flying out a lot so uh I know there is a gym called New Legends Temple was there for a little bit during a little change of gym Okay. But um TKO Fitness, <clears throat> where I used to train with them.
3: Yeah.
2: They um they have fights at their spot. Um, they have amateur fighters cool. and those pros that Chino has, he'll bring he brings them there and that's where they spar and like get ready for fights and stuff like that.
1: Okay. So yeah, what do you think what do you think makes you guys like <coughs> we'll say unique? What do you what do you guys bring that the other gyms don't bring? You know, you know, you don't have to name them specifically, but What's what's your guys' uniqueness? What's your what's your niche? You know what, what makes you guys you.
2: So um, by far, what makes us unique is us being a family-friendly environment. Yeah, we're really good with relationships. Um, we're a small community, so yeah. you you feel yeah. you feel kind of tied in with everything. You're not just going there, being told to hit a bag or something like that. And it's personal training every time. So like a lot of the people uh, clients I have now, I've had for. Like I said, we've in been open for eight months and um, some of them I call family. Some of them I call friends. I mean, it's a lot more than boxing. I always, I always say that I promote that on our Facebook page a lot. It's more than boxing. It's mental stability. It's physical activity. It's friendships. It's relationships. It's just getting along and just doing a great thing together. And then um, just doing this thing, especially with my father and being in a small town everybody knows each other a lot of people do and um we we get real close with our clients really really close
1: yeah that's awesome man what what is and you just kind of touched on it what is it like uh starting this business with your father i think that's pretty awesome it's pretty unique you know and it's something you guys started together so what is that what was that process like what made you guys decide to do that and um what is it like on a daily basis just for you
2: yeah so um kind of at first, like we were always scared, my dad especially, he wanted a gym before I was even born. Yeah. So um, for him, it was the risk of like putting out the money for the equipment, putting out the money for the rent and stuff like that. And then um, hoping it would work out. But we just sat down one day and believed like, especially um, like just shout out to Gloucester City, man. We are, this whole city is a family. Every, like we love each other. Everybody's real tight, tight community. And we we just sat down one day. We were like, I really believe, like, everybody will rally up and get behind us and get our word out, and and that they did. And like, whether they were not – if they were clients or not, they still got our, our name out there. So once everything started going, it just seemed like we were just on cloud nine, just like we are now, like, even without still doing it. We love to do it. We, like I said, we love our clients. Um, it's motivating to do it. It's not like work sometimes where – you right. got to wake up and, like, dang, I got work. Like, no, I got the gym now. Yeah. Like, I can have my part of my day. So yeah. that, that's the great thing about it.
1: Yeah, it's the best part, man, for sure. Hands down, for sure. Um, so, Jack, you can talk about this. Maybe you guys are doing it now or maybe you're going to implement this in the near future. Do <laughs> you guys have any other, uh, we'll say, services? You offer, like, we'll say, nutrition coaching or, like, merchandise sales or supplementation or uh, any other Pro shop gear type things. You guys plan to add? Maybe you have an out you plan to add it down the road.
2: Yeah, what we have now is just um, t-shirts, hoodies available. Yeah, we kind of want to expand that on that. Maybe make our own hand wraps and stuff like that.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure.
2: With our logo on it. But um, down the line, yeah, I mean, if we can get into a bigger gym, especially with like I said, Gino. Yeah. He's really the guy. Like he's got the nutritionist and stuff like that. We could add on personal training for not even boxing like if we can hire a personal trainer that's just a general guy like even just for lifting something like that and get some weights in our gym i um we really want to get like into the general um field of things as well and add on than just boxing you know
1: yeah i love it man i love it so so that's part of the goal down the road is maybe it's more than just boxing potentially right yeah
2: for sure we want to um we just want to we want to reach out to as many people as we can Yeah, yeah change people's lives i mean me and my dad, we talk about it all the time. It's just, I feel like our purpose on this world is to make people's lives better and do, do everything we can to change people's life for the, uh, for the positive side of things with all this negative stuff going on in the world. Yeah, man,
1: I love it. It's perfect. Like, the, definitely, now's the time more than ever to try to inspire people, you know, to do things that inspire them, really. And, like, I think boxing is a great tool. I think fitness is a great tool. Uh, so, yeah, I love what you guys are doing. I think it's awesome you're doing it with your father, which is, which is terrific. What, is there any – COVID's over knock on wood, so and you're at a place that doesn't doesn't make a difference anyway. Is there any other roadblocks? And that's a good thing. Is there any other roadblocks in your way right now that's uh holding you guys back from getting to this next step or anything you guys foresee that I know you brought up the hiring trainers, coaches, uh it has been tough and you're kind of looking right now. Is that the main roadblock right now? Yeah, and it's been for a
2: while. Okay. And um the biggest thing like with this type of fitness niche not a lot of people do it um right. you can't really just throw anybody in there and then um it just it's just not right for the clients you know like they're paying for the education they're paying for the um for the value so yeah. it, it's that's been the main thing and has been for a while and probably still will be for a little while until we can figure something
1: out yeah what if you guys uh, yeah I'm, I'm sure it's a hard a hard spot to fill for sure it yeah, what would life what would life look like for you guys if you found like say one or two other trainers um, that would allow you guys to scale up quicker i would imagine right to do what you guys really want to do here free up some time yeah for you.
2: so um yeah so think what we would do with that if we had someone that could kind of take the load off yeah we would probably get back with frank again or ian talk about putting some more equipment up there we um at our old spot we had a ring a 14 foot ring, 14 yeah. by 14. Now we can't bring it in there. And we, but we do, we do still have it in storage. So
3: yeah.
2: I want to be able to get that in there eventually. Um, and just having taken a load off, like it would give me more time to promote. It give me more time to reach out to more clients and things like that.
3: Sure,
2: um, sure. Being at a full time job and then catching up with the clients I have now. I can't really do the promotion and marketing that I used to do. So um, I can get a lot better uh, quality videos um i could add more services with those group classes we were talking about and then um it was just overall it just overall be a great thing for the gym it would help us grow a lot
1: yeah i agree i agree it's it's hard to do everything by yourself i mean i remember those days uh you know you're working working 12 to 16 hour days and then yeah by the time you get home you don't have time to do anything else for for the for the business if you will you know like because you guys right. are coaching you're working your your other job and your father as well so yeah, it doesn't leave any time left. Just just sleep pretty much, you know? So you guys ever – so I, I think you touched on this a little bit, but you guys ever see yourself leaving and opening, like, your own independent space outside of a or anywhere else?
3: That's
2: yeah, it. it really just depends how far we get with things. Um, right, right. Like I said, we owe a lot to uh, Frank and Ian for helping yep. us out. Yep. They're a huge, huge help, and um, we stand behind them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like I said, if it ever came down to it, and it just made more sense to get out and maybe, like I said, get Buccino, bigger gym, more more clients, stuff like that. Um, better, bigger community. Um, we would we would definitely um look into that. But right now, I don't really see it in the near future.
1: Yeah, no, I think you guys are in a great spot, obviously, and especially getting started. Exposure wise is everything. So like, uh, yeah, I can only imagine that helps you guys, especially right now. Um, For sure. Jack, I think it's uh, dude, it sounds awesome, man. Talk to me about uh, you you already mentioned it early on, and I'm kind of bouncing back here, but to wrap things up, the name Holy City Boxing, you, you said that's what Gloucester City, that's the name of the city. What what's the story behind that? Where I come from is called a Hat City, so it's kind of close, like. But what is the uh, we used to make hats, you know, the crazy top hats back in the day, but uh, what is what is Holy yeah. City? What is the meaning behind that? Uh,
2: just a religious town, and then on yeah. top of it, um. Gloucester, like, they also make it a joke as well. Because Gloucester ain't really the best area. Right. So um, people will kind of poke at it, call it the Holy City. And then, um, but yeah, we have, um, actually, I live right across the street from a private school called Gloucester Catholic. Um, right around the corner of St. Mary's Church. Um, just very religious town. And then
3: yeah. that's
2: our nickname. And um, we actually have a bar down the street called Holy City Public House. There you go. So um, shout out to them as well. Like I said, Gloucester, we're just, we're really tight. No matter who's doing what, we're, we're all behind it. We're all about it.
1: That's cool, man. I love it. Yeah. The community is a big deal, especially, uh, and you guys are getting, getting out to create community within uh within your business and your gym, which is, which is terrific. So, like, I uh, wish you guys the best of luck and uh, appreciate you taking the time today, Jack, to, to uh, join us and share your story with you and your father in Holy City Boxing. Where can the listeners find you guys on a uh, website, social media, all that good stuff? Where can we check you out?
2: So, on Facebook, um, Holy City Boxing. Um, our logo is a white and black logo. It's outlined outline me and my dad. It says Holy City Boxing right on it, East End 2021. Um, on Instagram, it's HolyCity.boxing, all lowercase. And those are our two spots other than Google. But um, Facebook and Instagram is where you can find us. So I'm real active on Instagram. I try to get a little more on Facebook. But like I said, um, until I can get a trainer, I'll, I'll have more time for that.
1: Yeah, for sure. 100%. Man, yeah. I'll definitely get, check you guys out, give you guys a follow now. Appreciate you for taking the time today. I know you have a crazy schedule. So uh, uh, what is today? Monday, right? So today we are, we're not going to the gym today, right? Today's kind of the recovery day, planning Yeah, this
2: this is the relaxed Um, day after work.
1: Yeah, I hear you, man. I hear you. You already put in a full day, so I hear you. So uh,
2: yeah, wish you guys the best of luck,
1: Jack. And thank you so much for joining us, man.
2: Yes, sir. Thank you. I appreciate it.
1: You got it, man. And to everybody who listened, we thank you as well. Please hit like and subscribe. Be notified for future episodes. And until next time, as always, Gym Lords, we are out.
0: Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview.
4: What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Jim Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us on the show today is the one and only Corey. What is going on, man, out of New Jersey? How you doing, brother? I'm great, JJ. Thanks for having me on the, uh, the podcast. I'm excited to be on. I appreciate you being here, man. Happy Wednesday, Um, And look, we're excited to have you on. And before we dive into the nitty gritty of what you have going on at Evolve, um, first, tell us a little bit about how you describe the business to people and what made you get started in the first place?
5: How I describe the business. I mean, really, there's two businesses that I have. Um, One is Evolve Training. That's adult one-on-one personal training almost entirely, um, where we're just trying to create customized programming for anybody that walks in. I've got people, adults that are in their twenties. I've got adults that are, you know, my, I've got a couple of clients that are 88 years old, um, and we're just trying to trying to match the right trainer uh, with the right, you know, experience, the right uh, skill set um, with each individual that comes into our, uh, you know, through our doors. So um, that's one part. The other part is, uh, you know, empowering children. Um, the Parisi Speed School is a uh, is a is a you know a, um, a franchise that that's based around the country and around the world um and we're just trying to make kids better athletes um better people um coach them up you know make them feel good about themselves and some of them go on and play college sports um you know some of them just want to you know make their team and wreck and uh, and we're just there to to try to deliver a, a positive experience for for all of
4: them yeah i love that Yeah. continue i, I don't have how you got started <laughs>
5: oh and how we got started yeah i mean um yeah that that's a that's a long story um, I started in 2011 as a, as a personal trainer right out of college. Um, I wanted to train athletes. Uh, I found a passion with both athletes and adults. Uh, I worked for two years for another owner. Um, that owner, unfortunately, sort of ran things into the ground. Uh, I was the last one standing. Um, I was there essentially by myself with one other, uh, one other trainer, um, and, uh, and I had basically the entire business. I was lucky enough that I trained the owner of the building at the time uh, and also uh, had a relationship with the Parisi Speed School franchise office. Uh, I was able to work out a, a deal with both of them, <laughs> um, got a lot of help from the landlord and from the Parisi, Bill Parisi, who's the founder of the Parisi Speed School. He helped me out a lot and um, was able to start, uh, start my business then in 2013 as a 25-year-old with no idea what to do in business. Um, and uh, the rest since then has been uh, been history. I'm sure we'll dive in deeper to that.
4: Yeah, yeah, that's an awesome story, man. I mean, holy cow. I that just goes to show how genuine of a person you are. Whether I mean, not even in correlation to clients, but just with people who, who see the potential in you when you were just starting out. I mean, come on, man, that's awesome, brother. I'll give you an <laughs> idea. God. I I, was, I mean, this
5: is so illegal, right? But the company before me was was not, you know, not good business people at all. Um, I was holding checks for like months. You know, I I was, um, I was married at the time actually, Um, but, uh, but I, I, you know, I have to go home with my check every night or, you know, every couple of weeks and be like, yeah, I can't cash this one either. (laughs) I just have to wait. Um, So literally, I think at the time I took over, I was holding like four or five paychecks, which is like two, two and a half months um, that I just didn't get paid. And so, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was tough, but I, you know, I cared about the people a lot. I was working with a lot of people at the time and I was like, I don't know where to take them. Um, I don't know. Can I like even legally bring them to another gym? Like, I don't know what the deal is. Um, and good thing
4: I didn't because it worked out. (laughs) Yeah. You ran with it, man. That's awesome. I mean, there's always so much opportunity. I mean, I mean, kudos to you for seeing the opportunity and, and, and taking it over, man, taking initiative as as a young, as a young man, man, 25 years old, it's ridiculous. So, um, and now uh, on the topic of of the facility. So, um, let me ask you this, what services do you guys provide? If you had like a little list or like a catalog, what would be listed on there? it's really
5: just one-on-one personal training, Tr- the ability to train with a friend or a few friends, uh, what I would call semi-private training. Um, that's on the adult side. And then uh, and then we do the Parisi Speed School. We do small group sessions, a maximum of six kids in a class. We do private sessions for the athletes as well. And we'll do team training. So we could work with you know, local soccer clubs. You know, we, we just finished up with uh, the local, you know, rec football team. Um, some high schools that we worked with as well. Um, that's really the the five or so things that we offer. Nice,
4: yeah. And how many members are you guys at currently?
5: <laughs> um, that's a really good question. Uh, that is something that I don't even track. I mean, maybe I'm maybe I'm sitting here as a as a, as a, a bad part of my uh, business owner skills. <laughs> I'm looking at my revenue uh, consistently. Uh, I, I look at our class classes and how they fill up. Um, I'd say we probably have uh, 60, 60 or so adults, one-on-one, 60 to 70. Um, and uh, the kids is seasonal, so it changes constantly. We're coming off uh, gotcha. winter where we probably, I mean, we certainly had more than 100 kids in the program. Um, we're probably looking wow. more at like, you know, 70-ish now, 60, 70 also, um, you know, and they they fill our classes up, so.
4: Yeah, which is completely, I mean, I understand why, especially their seasonal, it's hard to kind of track, you know, who's coming in now. And, and I think, uh, obviously, it's, I understand why that would be tough for you exactly. I, I've the, been telling you
5: know, myself for years that I should know exactly how many people we have active. <laughs> but, you know, with one-on-one, like, adults, like, I just find that they don't really leave once they come on. So, I mean, I've got clients for for 11 years. I've been a trainer for 11 years. Yeah. Um, and I've got clients for 11 years. So, once they come on, yeah, we have a couple drop off um but but most don't <laughs> most yeah. come on and they stay on forever so um you know it's uh it's something I, I want to track but I don't
4: I, I have a yeah and I use you know, yeah of course I got it I mean those are really those those lifetime members you know what I'm saying that genuinely mean for 11 years I mean come on like <laughs> that are ain't going they're not going nowhere so exactly. I think that's awesome man and so uh, and, and let, me ask you this human. So Corey, if I came in as a member or I, as I was interested, right. And I wanted to join, uh, what would I have to pay to get started? Um, there's
5: no like setup fees or anything like that. What I do with anybody when they come in is offer either a, um, for the adults, a free first workout session, what I call it. Um, and for kids, they get a free athletic evaluation. Um, after that first trial sort of quote unquote session, um, then they're either signing up for a package of one-on-one sessions. You know, we, we offer the smallest package we offer is 10. Um, the biggest package is six month, uh, packages that we have where they purchase one, two, three, four times a week training, basically for six months. Um, those are the options on that side, the kids they're, they're buying three or nine month unlimited packages that can come in every day of the week if they wanted to to our classes.
4: Nice. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. Yeah, that's great. And I mean, I think, Especially, I think one thing um, I've realized over the years with kids, especially, it's always good to have them because once one comes, they come in flocks, and it's like they're gonna bring their friends and their friends' friends. And the parents you know.
5: talk, man. Like I'm in Franklin Lakes. I, I the the Facebook group there, the Franklin oh. Lakes moms, right? Like I, I literally, one of the women that that. So number one, we 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 brought on some. We brought on a family, three kids that we trained. Then the mom started training. She's the nicest woman in the world. Now she works at our front desk. <laughs> right. And she is unbelievable. I love her. Um, shout out to Shirley when she listens to this. Um, <laughs> and and look, the moms, they, they hear about this through these Facebook groups. So once one kid comes in, then they say, hey, they had a great experience here. They tell the, the other parents and then those parents bring the kids in. Right. Where they hear, oh, like John is coming to class. Like, I want to come to class now too. So they see it as an activity that they can all do together. So one kid, you're right, brings on two, three, four, five kids. Um, It's pretty great. As long as you give them an amazing experience each time, you know what I mean? That's the key. And it's something I'm constantly on our trainers about is you've got to be on a stage as a trainer every single time you go out into the gym, right? You can't have a bad day. You got to leave that at the door and say, all right, it's time to make these kids feel good or this adult feel good, right? Um, because that's the only way we grow as a business. Um, yeah. that's, uh, that's, that's our marketing, essentially. So uh, all about that, all about the kids bringing their friends.
4: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree 100%. And it comes down to fulfillment. You know, I think fulfillment brings the referrals, right? And, and if even if if it's in talking about kids specifically, I mean, you have to be the guy or the gal that they're like, oh my God, this guy or this girl is the person. Like she is that or he is that you know and make like you want to be the cool guy you know what i mean so they're like oh man you know Corey, uh, you don't want to work out anybody else other than him you know and that's why i always say with trends especially man they they have to to walk the walk you know it's to be that in the bare minimum, just being on their phone i mean come on which i doubt obviously you probably wouldn't even accept that but i i, I think I, I agree 100 percent where it's the phone is such a big a big portion as to either getting referrals or just getting them to stay longer for their attention so mm-hmm. Now, and on the topic of clients, you know, not just kids in general, but when clients as a whole, uh, how do you guys go about finding new clients? What's been your best method?
5: I mean, it's definitely a combination of things, right? Um, I mean, I started making sure our websites have the right SEO. They've got it when somebody searches for a personal trainer in the Northwest Bergen County area, um, you know, our name needs to pop up first or second or whatever it is. It needs to be up there. Um, I create really strong relationships with people in the towns. Um, you know, the rec departments, the mayor, like in, in our town, we're lucky. They've got like what's called the mayor's wellness campaign. Um, they're always trying to do things health and wellness oriented and just creating those types of connections, giving back to the community. You know, I give, I donate to every single tricky tray that, that you know, is in the area. I literally advertise for people to ask me for tricky tray donations. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I can't uh, get certificates and things like that. And, um, you know, we get some amazing clients from things like that. Um, then just social, you know, the normal social media, you know, I'll do during our slower times of the year, we'll run Facebook ads and things like that. I'm so, so on that. It works a little bit. Sometimes, sometimes it doesn't work at all. Um, I'm still, still probably learning the game on, on that, but it's definitely a combination of things, but I've always found that creating the connections with the people in the community, is um, number one, it's, it's free advertising, right? It's free marketing. Um, number two, it's, it's fulfilling. Like you mentioned before, um, it's really nice to create these relationships, with these people. And number two, it just, it, that organic, um, that organic growth or that organic marketing word of mouth, um, it, it just seems to be the most valuable. Um, yeah. and, and those clients stay for a really long time once they come in.
4: I agree. I agree. I mean, I, I, I couldn't agree with you anymore. I think that's probably one of the biggest things you know I think um if you aren't building around your community it's almost like you're just gonna stay either linear or stagnant or you're gonna go up and down and never be able to actually grow because as you kind of I call it compound you compound within your community people talk like you mentioned prior you know and it's only gonna grow 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 so I think you're going above and beyond, man, to get every avenue uh, of, of success in marketing. I think that's awesome, man. I mean, you literally have tried almost everything at that point. You
5: know? I think you have to, right? I, when I started out, I was literally this like, I remember when I first became a, a, a gym owner, this like little old man comes walking in my gym and he's like, yeah, we do like menu advertisement placements. And this is what, it, and I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? Let's just do it. I don't even know if those, those ads actually ran. That guy might've stole my money. I don't even know. <laughs> like, but I literally from, from the beginning tried everything to figure out, all right, what's worth it? What's worth my time? What's worth my money? Do I need to spend money in certain areas? When? What times of the year do I need to spend money? Um, most of the time of the year, I don't. My marketing budget is very, very small. And some of the months of the year, it's zero. Like in the, in, right before the winter, I don't even need to advertise. I, I get plenty of people organically um, where the gym is packed. So, um, try everything is, uh, is definitely, uh, definitely a good idea. Every market is different too. You know, some places Facebook advertising works incredibly. Um, sometimes it's just, it's just all mixed in with a lot of other noise.
4: So, um, just depends on, depends on where you're located. Yeah. I, and I agree. I agree. I, I mean, I couldn't agree with you anymore there too. It, it's you're, you're like right there. There's nothing even more I could even mention about that. Um, and, and, and so now, if traffic was never a concern, right. And you could have endless amounts of traffic and it's always on, on, on upline. Um, how many clients do you think you could hypothetically handle like uh, an estimate of of a total number?
5: I mean, we could probably, I mean, one-on-one clients. Let me, let me start from here. During COVID, we broke our gym out into five sections, meaning we don't really allow people to train on top of each other anymore. You know what I mean? You're in yeah. an area, that's your area. You stay in that area pretty much the whole time. Um, so you figure, you know, five one-on-one adult clients per hour from 7 a.m. through. <laughs> I mean, it would be nice if we could have five people in per hour at the you know, one and two o'clock and three o'clock time spots. Um, our kids get started at four o'clock. So um, you know, five people an hour from from 7 a.m. to uh to two or three is probably what our what our physical limits would be. Um, we're not like a super early morning gym. Most of my trainers work until six or seven at night. So I don't ask them to ever come in before 7.00 AM. Um, so yeah, whatever that math adds up to five an hour for, for that amount of time, that's how many we fit in the kids, man, we, we get really cl- I don't know what our limits are numbers wise, but we get really close to the winter time. Um, we would have, three, we're, we're, the actual gym space is like 3,600 square feet at our facility. We'll get three classes of six kids per hour um, from four to seven or four to eight, depending on the day. Um, we've got a couple of private sessions in at that time. I mean, we, we literally, you know, from wall to wall, there's kids and we, we carve out sections to make sure it's safe to have these kids running jumping and doing doing all those athletic movements that we teach. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I guess, uh, I'd have to do some math to tell you the, the exact numbers, but, uh, we're getting close as far as, uh, at least the winter time goes. <laughs> so it's a good thing. I think. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, uh, I, I'll know. I need to expand if, uh, outside of the winter we're, we're running out of space, but, uh, but not
4: yet. I got four
5: more years on my lease. <laughs>
4: <laughs> okay oh man okay good I mean that's good to know so and um now and I step back from clients let's go over to to the leads right so if somebody's a lead and they're interested in joining you know maybe they're new to the area whatever it is they uh, saw you know an advertisement or they spoke to somebody else um and they come in uh walk me through the the client journey right so um if I'm interested you know what would that process look like from being sold the actual membership uh, or the service, uh, and into like onboarding as a client?
5: Um, yeah, I mean, so people typically call or email us or contact us through the website, right? Um, I have a, uh, a pretty strict, I mean, I try to stay strict with it. Um, I, I have my emails pop up and they alert me right away. Um, so if I have somebody that is calling, you know, reaching out to us for, for services, I try to call them or email them back. Um, you know, almost immediately. I, I try to, mirror what they do right so if they contact us through our website or email us i will email them back if they're calling our our main line and and for whatever reason we don't have somebody at the desk i will call them back um you know and i'm just asking them basically right off the bat what are what are your goals what are you looking to accomplish um you know i'm thinking about the adults right now and i say you know i want to know everything that they want to share with me you know what, are they looking to lose weight? Are they just looking to be healthier? Are they looking to help themselves around an injury? Uh, I want to gather as much data as possible. Um, let them know a little bit about us. You know, number one, me, the owner, uh, and sort of, you know, what our gym stands for. Um, and then I tell them, hey, look, we have a lot of different staff members that, that handle different types of people. Um, you know, based on the, the information you give me, I'm going to match you with somebody that I think is, is the right fit for you. Um, so then the goal is obviously to get them to set up that first, pers- that first free or trial personal training session, um, just to come in, try the session out. I, I would say we're probably at 90% or so. Um, if, if they come in and, and, uh, and do that trial session, 9 out of 10 are, are signing up for a package. Great um, with with the uh, with the adults. It's a similar process with the kids. You know, I, I like to, obviously I'm talking to the parents in that situation. Yeah. Um. You know, just figuring out why do you want to bring your kid here? <laughs> do you understand what what we do, right? Because a lot of parents don't. They call us and they're like, "Hey, you want to like babysit my kid and let him run around for an hour?" Um. Where it's like, "Hey, look, you're gonna pay a premium price for this. I want to make sure you understand the value behind it, and then absolutely come in for that free assessment, that evaluation." And let's see where you fit in. Does this fit your schedule? Does um, you know? Because th- a lot of kids, they're they're constantly playing sports and everything. It doesn't doesn't even necessarily fit into their schedule. I'm going to tell a parent, hey, your kids should be here two, three, four times a week. Do they even have time? Do they do they have time to make this sort of commitment to improve themselves? So, um, you know, that's it, it, it's a lot of just. If you can't tell, I'm a. Per- I, I try to be very personable. I try to get to know yes. every single person who walks through our doors. Um, you know, at, at a, at a personal level. So, um, that's, that's where the conversation starts and we're just trying to get them into that, that free assessment, because it, it, most people do sign up after they see our facility and really understand what we do.
4: Yeah. And do you do all the selling yourself?
5: No. Um, I, I do a lot of the talking in the beginning. Uh, I would like to get out of that step out of that a little bit more. Um, but, uh, but once they come in, they're almost always dealing with one of my, uh, my staff members. Um, it's, it's always a work in progress, always trying to get the staff to, uh, be effective at sales. I don't ask much of them. I just present them and say, Hey, look, here's an evaluation, you know, put the kid through the evaluation, put the adult through the evaluation, talk it out with them, present them the options. I never, you know, if, if somebody doesn't make a sale, uh, I'm curious as to why, but I'm not, I'm not forcing sales down their throats. um, I'm big on trainers or trainers, right? I let them do some sales, but, uh, they don't have to, um, you know, they don't have any specific closing rates or anything that I look after. Just want to make sure they know how to present it properly. So that, uh, I think that people will sign up if, if, if the information is presented in the right way.
4: Yeah. Because I think nine times out of 10, if, if, if you're doing the, the training session with that trainer and they go ahead and they're the employee and they're doing the close after, um, the rapport and the value is already built and they already see the value. So it's usually just kind of like, Hey, what kind of card do you And after that? I mean, I mean, not that easy, but, um, What I do I, do, what
5: I do do after, um, after anybody does an evaluation, like they get an, like, a, it's basically, um, like a personal, it's an auto email, but it's, 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 I personalized it a ton. Um, you know, my picture and I write, I write a, a whole thing, like welcoming to the gym, um, explaining a little bit more about, you know, what we stand for, what we do. I literally put my my cell phone number at the bottom of the email and say, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, anything, um, you have the owner's email, text me, call me, whatever, you know, whatever you want in my email and, and phone number. So um, I just try to really create that personalized um, connection with everybody.
4: Yeah, no, that's awesome. I mean, that's, that's huge because not everybody will do that. And I think that means a lot. And it's the little things that hold the biggest weight. Um, and I think I mean- that,
5: that, that was, that was my, my number one thing to growing my business at the start. Right. Like I wouldn't, maybe I wouldn't do that now. Like if I was opening up another gym, uh, it might be a little different. Um, But at the start, man, when it was me and I had like one other person working for me, I was like, man, uh, anybody, Hey, please call, please call my cell phone. Please text me. (laughs) Right. Uh, I, I was, I, you just, people notice that the community notices that um, you know, I'm not like, I'm not like the, the finance guy sitting in some office somewhere that, that nobody knows. It's like, I'm there, I'm on the front lines. I, I'm, I'm connecting with these people. Even if I don't work necessarily at the gym every single day, I've definitely taken a bit of a step back in that, 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 uh, that way, but people are going to know who I am and we're going to meet face to face and we're going to have conversations, uh, at some point. So uh, it doesn't matter if it's a parent, a kid, an adult training, um, you know, We've got to create that connection. I encourage my staff to do the same thing.
4: Yeah, I think that's awesome, man. I think I can tell you've built a strong culture fit there by just the way you lead and the way you're just talking there. I mean, I, I can I can already tell the, the the culture in there, the community you've built, man, is, is a good one. Um, <laughs>
5: That's I mean, awesome. I'm going to share this real quick. Speaking of culture, right? Like not only do we keep our clients and, and, you know, a lot of them, like I mentioned before, they're seasonal, but a lot of them, a lot of them stay year round and for, for years. Right. But that's the same thing with my staff as well. Um, I literally just had two of my staff members. They were really good friends. They ended up moving down to Florida. Um, but I hadn't lost a staff member in in almost four years before that through COVID through everything. Right. Um, my staff stays also. So, when you say culture, culture means so much to me because it means that our clients are staying and our staff is staying and, and keeping the staff is staying, and keeping those clients happy. Right. Um, you know, culture, culture is everything, uh, in our, in our business and mine's personally and mine specifically, but, uh, I feel like in our industry, uh, culture is everything.
4: Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's, I mean, that's huge culture is, it's, Probably the biggest thing, you know, uh, that that would all because it, it brings the conviction, and the conviction is what makes people sell a lot easier, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now, and I want to do what I want to do here. I want to kind of turn the tables and let you kind of self-reflect here and kind of answer this question for yourself. So, um, you know, there's about three pillars of business that we use more often in the gym industry and fitness industry, and that's going to be your lead generation, right, which your marketing your lead acquisition, which is your sales, and then your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer and having them, you know, buy more, upsell throughout the process of it. So of those three pillars, where do you feel like you could improve the most?
5: Where can we improve the most? I mean, lead generation is probably like always something that, that you wish there was more of, right? Of um you know, I, I think that's probably it because I feel like I could do more in the way of marketing, more in the way of bringing awareness to our gym and the fact that it even exists. Right? Um, it's it's probably not a household name, <laughs> and I would like it to be in our community. You know, a lot of people know about us, but not everybody. Um, so lead generation is probably uh, the number one thing uh, out of those three that I would improve on. I think our sales are. You know, once people come on our door, they see what we've got going, and they they sign up. Um, and, and once they, they sign up, they stay, uh, we don't have a lot of options for, you know, upselling adults specifically. Um, and so a lot of times we don't even want to upsell the kids, you know, the, the group classes is, is where I think 90% of kids should be. Um, so, so lead generation is, uh, something that I think would, would probably be be best.
4: <laughs> yeah, no, totally. That's fine. I mean, look, there's no right or wrong hands. I think it's really going to come out of your opinion. I, I, I can agree with you. I think there's always, there's always room for more leads, right? Um, and uh, I think that, you know, 100% true. And so, um, you know, and now I know you, for how many members you have, I know you said you didn't really have that tracked, but do you track um, how many members are coming in uh, to join and how many are like signing off or exiting uh, for the month or do you guys track that at all or not really?
5: Um, a little bit with the kids, you know, I, I, again, I, I just started doing that a little bit more. Um, the, the adults, men, like I, if I lose one adult every f- six months, maybe <laughs> we just, with those two trainers moving, we lost three adults. Right. And they just decided they didn't want to start off with a new trainer. They felt like they knew enough. They wanted to just like try working out on their own all right, cool. I'm not going to force you to be here. (laughs) Um, You know, if you need anything down the line, we'll be here for you and we'll stay in touch. Um, But, uh, but yeah, the kids, I can predict, you know, what that's going to look like every season, right? In the wintertime in New Jersey, you're not playing sports outside, right? You've got kids that play basketball, they wrestle and they don't play other sports really. If they do, it's mostly part-time stuff, indoor soccer, indoor box lacrosse, things like that. Um, I know that going into the winter, into the spring, based on the sports those kids play, they play baseball, they play soccer, they play lacrosse. I know in the spring, those kids probably aren't coming. Or if they're coming, they're coming not very often. Um, so I can predict what that's going to look like. And there's going to be a fall off. April, May, and June are never as good as January, February, and March. Um, and there, I don't know that there's anything that could be done about that, <laughs> at least in this, this specific climate. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I have a general idea. I, I, I can predict it. At the, I can predict it, you know, year round. Um, I, probably not off the top of my head. I've got a spreadsheet for that, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's something that I'm definitely aware of. And I'm always trying to figure out how do we, how do we keep as many of those kids as possible, right? Some of those kids are playing sports five, six days a week, seven days a week. In some cases, um, I offer like little maintenance packages and things like that. So, if a kid is coming three, four five times a week in the winter, um, once they're in the spring playing sports five or six days a week, I'll say, you know, here's a discounted six session package come every other week <laughs> for one session, just to stay on top of things so they don't forget the things that they learned in the winter. Um, you know, I, I always try to stay on top of that it's, it's not super successful to be honest. Um, but it does attract, you know, one, two, three kids each, each, each season. And I'm always trying to learn and figure out better ways to, uh, to keep those kids engaged. But the goal is obviously to get those kids back in the summer and keep advertising to them, uh, you know, after, after their, their sport and, and also staying in touch with them <laughs> during that season, right? Like I'm emailing, I'm personally emailing parents. Uh, I set out uh, two days a month uh, where I just email as many parents as possible of the kids that are in season and saying, hey, you know, how's Johnny doing in, in lacrosse? You know, does he have any games? Can we head out to the games? You know, let me know if you need anything, any questions, whatever. Um, not saying, hey, please come back, please buy stuff from us, but just, hey, just checking in. How's he doing? And yeah. that seems to do, you know, that seems to be pretty good at, at just, you know, creating connections with people.
4: Yeah. And I, I think um, that's probably the, the reason why your retention is so strong, because you're not pushing on Higher prices, you're not trying to power price gauge or, or gouge, sorry, uh, or, or do anything that, that would seem unauthentic, right? Or, or, or sleazy, for lack of a better term. Yeah. So I think um, I think that's a big reason as to why the retention is so high. Um, and especially when a lot of these high schoolers go on to college, when they're still, you know, their foundation is being built off of you. So I think that's another consideration there, why I think um, that direction is always so strong. Because it can be a lifetime thing if they're coming with like fourth, fifth grade. I mean, (laughs) you can go all the way up to, you know, graduating college. I mean, Let me me tell you
5: something. A lot of the, I mean, there's a ton of competition in this area. Um, A lot of these places love high school kids, right? That's the cool thing to have. You can take videos and put it on Instagram and everything. Those kids are with you for like a year or two or three, right? I get kids. I get a ton of kids at seven, eight, nine, 10 years old, right? Those kids are going to be with me for five, six, seven years, Right. Um, so it might not be the sexy thing to do to like, you know, have the younger, you know, population on your Instagram videos and wow, they don't look as cool running or doing strength exercises, but those kids are going to come through our system and, and be a part of our culture. And we're going to train them in high school also. (laughs) Right. Um, and when they go on to college, hopefully we can continue to train them potentially. Um, I've even had kids that have come back as adults. (laughs) i've been doing this for so long i started training a couple of kids in eighth grade that have now graduated college and they they've got good jobs and they come back and they do personal training with me um, that's awesome so there's a lot of value in, in getting kids of all ages and having different sort of levels to your training um, and just bringing them up through those levels
4: oh that's great i, I think i mean wow that that, that is like, something like that is, is is the equivalent of like Having a client who loses like a hundred pounds, pl- a hundred pounds, like to see that progression, from that can be from eighth grade to this now. He's a grown, a grown man, just like, hey man, like I'm, I'm in investment banking now, and I'm gonna come be a personal trainer <laughs> or come literally. Oh, literally. I have I, one kid that that is a he's in
5: investment banking in the city. There's one, um, there's one that's gonna be a psychologist, right? Like these are people uh, that I'm, i these guys are like one of them specifically is like I consider him a friend now. He's like 25. Yeah. And I knew him when he was in eighth grade, I was training him to be a basketball player. Right. And now, now it's like, wow, like this, he's, he's an adult, right? Like we could, go, you man? go and have a, have a
4: drink after that. Right? <laughs> I was going to
5: say, you did
4: the word that I had about,
5: exactly. Like it, it's, it's incredible when you're in this for, for a long time. You, I mean, you know, you said you've been a trainer, you were a trainer yeah. a long, you know, years ago. Um, if, if you can create,
4: keep those connections with people over the years, it's just amazing. No, hundred percent. I mean, literally, that, that's hilarious. I mean, I haven't had someone that long, but I, I know exactly what you mean when you've seen that progression. No, Though it, it, it's that's awesome. And uh, one last question for you here, Corey. You know, and I, I think this is a uh, definitely one of a, a stronger question. And I think um a lot of people take a lot of time to think about it. We have one guy two weeks ago. He walked out for like ten minutes, and he was literally like. Pondering the the question the entire time, we stopped recording, came back and joined the Zoom room again for him to answer the question. It was hilarious. Um, but uh, you know, if if you can go back in time, right, to when you first started your gym, you know, twenty five year old Corey, uh, what's the one piece of advice you would tell yourself right when you were starting?
5: That is a deep question. I may need a second for that. Take your time. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to just start talking because hopefully I I think my way into this answer. Yeah. Um there's a couple things I had, um, somebody that was close to me say gyms fail so often, right? The, the, the percentage is like 90% of gyms, new gyms fail within a few years, um, because they're run by gym guys. Right. And at that time I was a gym guy. Um, I was into the training. That's what I knew. I didn't know anything about business. And, um, that person said, this is, this, this should not be a gym run by a gym guy. This should be a gym run by, you know, one person that can do two things, be a gym, you know, be a trainer and be a business person. And I think a lot of gyms, so many gyms fail because these guys, they don't guys and and girls um, don't understand business. (laughs) They don't understand the numbers. They don't understand the spreadsheets and they're afraid of it. Right? So I was afraid of it too. Uh, It took me a few years to say, all right, I, now I get this, now I'm comfortable with this, now I'm going to really embrace it and make sure that my gym is doing all of the things that are going to keep it in business, right? Because no matter how good of a trainer you are, if you don't know how to keep yourself in business as an owner, you're going to you're gonna eventually go out, right? Um, I was also lucky enough, uh, I mentioned the name Bill Parisi before. Um, he told me two things in the beginning. Uh, he said, give great sessions and keep track of your numbers. So it, those two things sort of the first part and that part go hand in hand, right? Um, it's it's something that I've sort of like brushed over. Like, yeah, keep track of my numbers. I I, I know how much money I make. I know how much money I spend. I'm good. Um, I think the further you can dive into that stuff uh, and really understand, you know, how money is being spent, is it being spent effectively? Um, that that goes a really long way. I was I was successful enough at the beginning. But the last man, like three, four years, I mean, I've just, I've just taken off my business. Um, like a year before COVID, to now is essentially doubled. Um, you know, through COVID, we grew, um, which is incredible. We were closed for like three months, and we grew that year. <laughs> um, so, I mean, to go back to it, I don't know how much I would change. I might have gotten into the business side of things a little bit sooner, um, and that's the number one sort of sort of advice I could probably give to people that are newer into the industry or people that are maybe struggling with their business a little bit is, man, I stopped, I got to a point where I stopped reading about training. I stopped reading about exercise selection and things like that. Right. And I started listening to business people and figuring out, you know, how do you grow a business? No matter whether it's a gym, whether it's Apple, whether it's, you know, whatever. (laughs) Um, You know that stuff is really, really important from from a gym owner's perspective, and I don't think enough people pay attention to that that side of things.
4: I love that. I think that's that's such a huge component because, you know, uh, some people. I mean, I, and I agree. You are a professional trainer, a professional gym owner, but a lot of people don't correlate that with being a true business owner, and and that's not just in the gym. Just I mean, that's any business anywhere. You know, if you're running a diner, business, you don't think- right yeah you know this is an issue in all of them <laughs> in a lot of them and they they're they're running off of passion but not taking into consideration that there's analytical detail and their kpis and, and the things that run a business you know I mean, you don't have to be some sleazy salesman with you know a, an investment banking mindset with those numbers you don't have to do all that stuff but I mean, it, it's more or less just have at least a fundamental understanding of, you know, how to track your stuff, have a fundamental understanding of how to sell or how to market, at least on, on, on a, a granular level, you know. Um, far from having an MBA or something like that, right? But I know the things that I need to know
5: as a small business owner. You know what I mean? Like exactly. I get to another gym tomorrow and grow that one too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) yeah. Get it from the ground up and bring it up. You know what I mean? Um, those are skills that you don't lose. And, um, it's, uh, it's really, it's really important, really huge. You got to love that side. Otherwise find a partner that loves that side. Uh, or you're probably not going to be that successful in your
4: your gym business or any, any small business. And that is the honest truth that a lot of the viewers have to kind of accept, you know, that they have to go. Cause a lot, of, I know, and I, what I want to highlight, what you said, is people are scared. They are scared of those numbers. They are scared to see, am I negative? Am I profitable this month? Like, what? It, it just makes you stagnant and you will never understand. If you think you're profiting because you see all this money coming, but you could still be in the negative. You could still be in the red. And that's the thing, people. Don't understand that, you know? Man, so. I, I've talked to other
5: gym owners that I'm friends with, right? And there's just yeah. a, a real lack of understanding of what it means. Like things like earned revenue versus sales, right? Like people think, oh, they spent a bunch of money here this month. I had $50,000 come in this month. That means I have $50,000. Uh, no, not necessarily. <laughs>
3: <laughs> not even.
1: There's a
5: lot of other things that go into that. And have you actually serviced those sessions yet? Oh, I mean- I, we could do another 3 hours probably on this uh about about Totally. That, um i've noticed just from talking to people that that don't quite understand what what they're supposed to um all, all the information that they really need to understand as, as gym owners. So um you know you meant, I, I think we were having a conversation before about consulting and things like that. Um that's sort of what i see as my next next step is i'd like to get involved in in maybe another another facility but uh, i just feel like 10 years uh, nine years as an owner 11 years in in the industry um i have a lot of uh a lot to share with other people that that is yeah. it's not that hard to execute on you know um and uh you know love to just pass that on so that there could be successful gyms all over the all over the country um that are just doing the things they need to do to to, to grow and thrive
4: totally totally I, I love that i mean like you have such big goals Corey, and i think no matter which direction you go, you're gonna be super successful, man. It's just in your blood. It's in your personality. It's who you are. So, and unfortunately, I think it's a pretty good place to wrap things up on this episode because I would love to keep talking, man, <laughs> but, but we well, like, don't I have all that. So, um, but listen, Corey, sure. please shout out your website, your Instagram, your Facebook, anything you have, man. Where can people find you at?
5: Yeah, so we really have like two two businesses in one. Um, so the adult side of things is Evolve Training NJ, NJ is in New Jersey. Um, That's our Instagram. That's our Facebook. Um, The website evolvedtrainingnj.com. And then the Parisi side of things, the athlete uh, training is uh, Parisi Franklin Lakes. Um, Parisi school.com slash Franklin Lakes is our website. Um, and, uh, and yeah, they, if anybody has questions, anything, um, evolve training, NJ at gmail.com is my email. Um, you know, if I can help anybody that might be listening, that has questions on, on, you know, their business and, you know, if I can provide any help in that way, I, I I'd love to. And, uh, and yeah, follow us on Instagram. Cause I'm posting on there, admittedly a lot more on our Parisi stuff. It's, uh it's easier to get groups of kids on, on, uh, on a video. They all want to be on there. Um, some of our private adult clients, they're like, nah, don't film me. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, you can, you can find me at any of those, uh, any of those spots.
4: Yeah. Corey, look, thank you so much, Corey. Like we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast and look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. Uh, and to anybody who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget if you want to be notified about future episodes hit the like and subscribe button and if you're interested in joining us talk about your business model within the fitness industry click the link in the description fill it out and our team will be in touch with you very very soon and as always till next time jim lords out
0: thank you for listening to the podcast so far don't go anywhere we still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors
1: Welcome back, guys, to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we dive in the trenches with gym owners. We talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly sides of the business of fitness. I'm your host, Austin Montero, today joined by Jada Curry from One Stop Training in Oshawa, Ontario. Jada, how are you? I'm
6: good, brother. I'm good.
1: Happy to have you on. We had a nice conversation before here. We started recording. So you gave me some background as to what's been going on uh, with your business. So let's dive in, One Stop Training um if you want to give us maybe the the why you started this and then we'll dive into kind of a little backstory of the past year or so
6: um why i started it was when i was younger we didn't have like the opportunities that kids have this, this in this era right. um of like training and you know um doing like sports specific but how i got into it was um, my grandfather was a boxer and when i was a kid <clears throat> i used to watch him all the time like we would go out there, out in Nova Scotia, we'd go out there, I'd get up with him at like 530 in the morning. And then I would watch him do his routine, go for right. a run. Right. right. And he was a, he was an elderly man. So I always like really looked up to him. Yeah. And then once he passed, like we have the same birthdays. Once he passed, um, I started um, looking at getting myself more healthy and, and all that stuff. So I um, started in boxing. Then I went to uh, Durham College um, fitness and health program and uh that was two years and then i started working at the city of oshawa um doing a couple classes a day um the clients were like they want something more consistent with me because um you have trainers here that like have weekend certifications i'm not saying that's a bad thing at all if they do their research but like with me i had the two years of being schooled in it right um so Um, yeah from there from working at the city and then them about to leave and go to another gym because they wanted more consistency um, like working out every day instead of like two days a week or three days a week whatever I could get in um, then that's why um, that was that's why made me jump because I, I had a class of like maybe like 20 people that would hit like all my classes in the city any any class I ran they would they would come to right. so um from there I um that's when I decided to okay. look and go out on my own and at first it was tough like I, I I didn't have any equipment I didn't have you know I had I bought a piece of turf yeah um you know I didn't have um I had a couple of weights that I used at home Right. and then yeah so we just built from there so like we lit it legitly we're on like pavement and then once i got clients get some money then i buy i buy like the rubber flooring yeah the side of the turfs and then get some clients get some money and then buy like all bunch of med balls get some more clients get some money (laughs) right and and so on and so on so that's how that went
1: yeah that's so funny you said it like i remember uh the day I finally got one of my gyms floored, which took like four years, fully floored, you know, I was like, it's oh, finally, it was like the biggest, greatest day ever up to that point. But yeah. So we start small kind of lead with revenue, growth, revenue, add what yeah. we do as we go. So that's very cool. When did you, open- then, yeah, when did you open one stop
6: training? Uh, in 2016. Okay. April of 2016. Nice. And that's then cool. we expanded into a boxing club, um, a legit boxing club for fighters. Okay. Um and just people that wanted to, to do it for fitness. Um, we expanded the unit um over to the other side. All right, cool. And and that was all during um COVID, right? Yeah. So September 9th of last year, we expanded.
1: So yeah, before we get before we dive down that, with one stop training, with your programming, uh, Jada, you have you just mentioned the boxing piece, you have open gym, boot camps, sports performance, are those the services that you offer?
6: Yeah, we get a lot of sports, sports, um, sports performance because the parents, um, I've worked at a lot of camps throughout my years with my son, um, because my son, as he was growing up, um, I would work at camp, like camps all summer for basketball, and I was like, it wasn't like the fun camps, like, it was still fun, but like, we would be like, focused on gameplay, focused on um, skill development. So hard camps, like one, one camp we did it was with Corey Joseph. Um, you know what I mean? So like very tough yeah. camps. So since he was like eight, I, I was running these camps. Um, and then, um, so I met a lot of kids. Those kids' parents knew that I owned a gym.
3: Yeah.
6: Right. From there, like they travel some, well, when it's open, they travel like anywhere from two hours to come to me. Yeah. Awesome. So, like, I've also trained a lot of people that have went to Division I, like, in their sport. So, I have one girl that um, went to um, uh, Michigan Wolverines.
3: Yeah,
6: yeah. Um, Two girls, actually. One in basketball, one in volleyball. And then I have one that went to Penn State. And right now, I have one um, that I used to work with. Um, She's at Duke. Wow. And another one at Longhorns. Yeah. And another one at South Carolina
1: very cool all big d1 programs for sure that's awesome
6: yeah and i don't like flaunt them in my gym to try to get clients or anything like they've offered me their jerseys and whatnot and i hang them up but it's not it's not for that reason right it's like just to like show them that like we we still respect them right and that that's great they were a big part of the process
1: yeah for sure and like kids coming up can see that and definitely it's definitely motivating to see that as a you know, i remember that younger athlete myself you see that like, you know, then you know it's possible so it's all all good stuff the
6: Especially problem here. in canada though is like people allow you in their gym like to give, to build their name yeah. so i had this i had this one 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 kid in my gym for a while and uh, his mom praised me up and down right but i charged them right um as soon as somebody was like hey come over here and i won't they, they jammed out right it's just like okay like yeah, if that's what okay. how you want to do it you're not going to get the same cool. right because i know where they went and where they went is like the guy the trainer himself is overweight so it's just like how like that's but okay true. i understand you've got five kids you right. need to like you know i i can't bring the price cheaper than 30 dollars a personal session no, no, right no. like i'm, I'm trying not. to help you as much as i can
3: exactly and
6: give you like like I said, like I have one of the best jump programs there is. Yeah. I can build my own Vertimax with resistance bands and and dumbbells. Yeah. Right. So you go out and pay $6,000 for this thing that I can make with two dumbbells and two resistance bands. Right. Right. Type of thing. So, I mean, like I'm very smart in the fitness, like in fitness, because I, like I said, I dug my heels in and I went to college for it. Right. So mechanics of exercise, Sure. anatomy sure. and then the second year was all hands-on where like you Hold as on. a fit as a gym person you know how cueing how oh, like
3: cues yeah how yeah. vital it is yep. yeah,
6: yeah. okay so when you see like it's everything a video of somebody and they're like doing like they're supposed to be doing a, a squat but it looks like more like a good morning
1: it's nice yeah it's you, good for man
3: yeah.
6: you know what i mean like it's just like okay there's so then of, you, yeah. you go to the second but that that's fine with me there's no ego yeah. hurt but like why would you like yeah. you know yeah. so in Canada's very like parent like coaches will talk to your kids like you're coaching a team they'll talk to your kids like right behind your back and be like come over to our team we're like we're better you won't have to pay there Da-da-da. yeah it's crazy yeah, that's, that's it. the they all
1: think they're, game they're
6: game. going to the NBA right everybody's that's, going to the NBA
1: yeah I thought I was back in the day we're not yeah, right we're not. that's the only dilemma that comes up when we're training athletes is that what you're just saying Jada right it's like yeah hyper competitive and people will train them for free and it's sometimes hard to fully run a hugely successful successful business catering to athletes I found so that's why I love you have these other programs open gym obviously boot camp talk to us about class
6: we have, yeah. we have like young lifters where we start with like yeah. a, um, we start with a PVC bar yeah. Yeah. and then we, um, upgrade to like a 15 pound, which is a training bar, like a real training bar. Sure. And then we add like 2.5, right? Like I have 2.5, 5 pounds, 10 pounds, 15 pounds, Keep right? Sure. Yeah. We got all the way to 55 pound, um, um, uh, plates. Yeah.
1: The plates. Plates. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those are fun and up to
6: 80 pounds in, uh, freeways
1: here we go i love it i love it yeah what um if you had to break down your different services percentage wise which one is the bread and butter uh which one and i'd say uh, it's like you know sports performance uh the boot camp classes the youth classes open gym if you just split i mean open... they're
6: all they were all pretty busy okay um so i mean and and to make it cheaper for athletes that played the same sport we would run like a boot camp but okay. geared towards athletes so it would be like you wouldn't have to pay the personal training price. Right. But you could come in like a boot camp member and get the same. And the, the program is built specific for basketball players or volleyball players or soccer players or whatnot. Right. Cool, cool.
1: Got it. Beautiful.
6: So that's that's where it is. Like some parents would definitely want personals, but like the idea is if they're like trying to get into shape and they're just not in shape and they don't want to be in class with a bunch of people who are in shape, then one on one. They would start off with personal training, but I'd always guide them into the classes. Even though personal training, yes, you make more money, but retention-wise, yeah. classes um, you they people come to longer because it's cheaper. Yeah, like, okay, okay. Right. Yeah, but- well, you're looking at like paying like four hundred dollars a week if you want four times a week with a personal trainer oh, to paying like two hundred bucks a month or less. Like we had a we had a great price actually going during the lockdown because people couldn't afford we we dropped the price to $99.
3: Okay.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. And then, uh, yeah. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. So like, uh, yeah, retention is a big piece of this business. So let's talk about that now. And then we'll kind of shoot back to some other stuff I want to talk about. But, um, you know, I think retention is uh, obviously important because, you know, it's hard enough to get a new member. It's very important to keep them. And once we keep them, it's like how can we also increase their average revenue per Per member, right? So it's uh, retention. Now, how big are your tri- are typical classes for you? Um,
6: anyway, well, I don't like more than fifteen people. Okay, okay. just because of our size.
1: Yeah, sure. sure. And I,
6: do, I really like to make sure that everybody's like me. For me, form is key. Like, you're not touching a weight until, like, even as an adult, until you can get down the basic functional movements.
1: Right. Yeah, I agree totally. Right. Agree. Yeah, it's, yeah, we want to be. Like, I'm not great. trying
6: to hurt people. I'm trying to make them better. Right, and there's steps to that.
1: For sure, for, yeah, form over function all day long, 100%. Yeah, the
6: tree don't, you plant the seed, it just doesn't grow right away, right? No, it it takes, takes time for it to it grow. It
1: takes time, yeah. That's always kind of tougher with like, you know, barbell, bar, we'll call them barbell gyms, performance gyms, like mine too, same thing. It's like that bar, barrier to entry is a little hard. You know, you get some guys coming in and like they have the lady next to them squatting 200 pounds and they, they can't squat 95 yet. And like, it's it's talking to them like, hey, this is a journey, It's isn't like, you know, nobody started there it takes time to get to that level so that
6: yeah like you shouldn't be lifting more than like you shouldn't be adding more than like one to five pounds a week exactly if you're doing it by the right rule
3: for sure for sure
6: right so like if you start with a 45 it's going to take time oh yeah before you get up to that yeah you know
1: yeah 100 for most most of us mortals yes there's always that and range. that's
6: just it like you got to look at them like and see when they're working out and if you know if they're if they're feeling down in their workout like i've always we're also psychologists a little bit we're like oh, yeah. sure. i wouldn't say psychologists but counselors yeah for sure right like i've had a lot of people cry at my gym because of oh, how yeah. much i care we you have, know what i mean
1: are, we wear many hats as gym owners and coaches yes. right? yeah. fitness business obviously but you know, relationship business coaching accountability community building i now think like marketing business technology business
6: this is but you wear every hat until you're able to take those hats off and pass them on to somebody else. Right. But well, as a gym owner, right. Like, so at the, when I first opened, I was like there at nine done at 10. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, even, even during COVID, that was the same thing. Right. But like, um, I had, I had two workers that I could like really trust. Right. right. Um, and the one is my Muay Thai coach. So, I mean,
1: I know, yeah, So yeah, you need that team. So, like-
6: Sure. And he, he went through the Durham. Like I won't, it's not that I won't hire people with certifications like weekend ones, but you're going to have to come in and you're going to have to show me like, yeah. I want to hear you cue, like right. go put me through just a normal lifting, just a regular, but I want to hear you cue. And I think that's where I, I separated myself from other places uh-huh. is that, you know um, it's, it's almost the same price to go in a club, and have no instructions right or come to this gym that's welcoming family you have friends like we do you know christmas parties and you know we celebrate people's birthdays and 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 stuff like that like in and then you're in a club that nobody really gives two shits about you right so that that is a big thing too right so once they come in that door they're like this is just amazing type of thing right because uh, and then like it's it's quality right like for retention, if you're shit, they're not staying. Right. Right. They might think like at that time that you are the what, but they're gonna learn because they're gonna start getting injured, yeah, by not doing things properly, right? Like, so, and I mean, still to this day, and I'm sure you yourself are the same. I do research on fitness all the time, new trends, new like, you know, like different types of exercises, like. Yeah. You, like all that stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so I mean, even yeah. building my own, like do doing my own workout right now when I don't have the gym.
3: Yeah.
6: Right. Like it's still like I don't just go in there and I'm a trainer. I'm a trainer. I've been a trainer for over 15 years. Okay. I don't just go in and be like, not have a plan. Right. You know what I mean? So like I think that's the thing. Like, and it was never like my workouts were never like run this that that so like in like 10 years the one client said to a new client she said well what i can promise you here is that in 10 years of me training with this lady she's never produced the same workout right right so she's always switching it up yeah
1: yeah, it's great the clients love it yeah even to
6: the warm-up right like i might run on like a little circuit as a warm-up yeah for sure you know what i mean just going slower like more mobility type of stuff like or I'll do like 12 minutes on the agility ladder.
3: Right. Right.
6: And, and that's wow. a 60 year old doing yeah. that. Right. Like just always mix these things up. And I think that's I, important for gyms is that they, they don't change enough. Like, you know, I, they don't, they everything is just this you know the same.
1: Yeah. Complacency kicks in after a while we, they get, I don't say, we'll say we get bored. We fall into bad habits and that's in life. Right. Like, I think there's a lot of power and novelty and like our training and not weird novelty. Like, balancing upside down on a BOSU ball with a band on my head. But like, you know, like you said, changing up the warm-ups, changing up the workouts, people definitely like that. And I do think programming is a massive part of success of a gym, especially independent yeah. gym. We're not a goals gym or a whatever, Club 24. Yeah,
6: and that's what I try to tell people. Like, yeah. you got to understand, when those big gyms open, they have a trailer outside as they're building it. Yeah. They're signing people up. So by the time those doors open, they already have 100 members.
1: At least, yeah
6: right if not more right like the la fitness here they had a trailer for six months they were signing people up for oh yeah so by the time those doors open that gym wasn't dead
1: it's not fitness either you know
6: that's right like i can't do that right like it's uh, it's, it's a small gym i can't even i can't even accompany like 150 members max and then i have to make them start signing up for classes and You know, and we always wanted to stay that community gym, that small gym that, you know, I I didn't want to be like an ultimate fitness or a LA fitness or a gold's gym. Like, yeah, that wasn't the goal. The goal was like to have like a community gym. And if I needed it to grow, then I would grow it like I did with the boxing. Right. Right. Right? So if we need more, whatever, because even in the boxing, you can always take some stuff over there and, and run another boot camp out of it. Yeah.
1: I love all the other programs that you've added and are adding. And I know you've been through some hell here the past, what, year or so with your January family. 12th. So, yeah. Uh, so, before we get into, I want to talk to you about what you just said about the 150 member number. Let's just go back in time, Jada, and, and talk us through like one stop training, uh, kind of what's happening, what's where you're at now. I know right now you're, you're finally getting back into your facility after some issues, we'll say. So, just talk to us about that and the listeners about. Would you venture I know Canada has been hit very hard with government mandates and regulations and all that nonsense. Yeah, we have, yeah.
6: unfortunately.
1: Yeah, go ahead and talk to us about that and uh, what the last year has been like for you in your location. Okay,
6: so I was a gym that refused to close. Um, so because the mental health of my clients were always the most important um, for me, it's never really been like obviously you got to make money, but like I said, nobody opens like a a, a smaller gym and says, "Hey, I'm going to be rich," right? Mm-hmm. So. Always knowing that we did it to help people, I did it to help people, right? So if we ended up being getting like success, like huge revenue, great. But I'm I'm a I'm a very big believer in God, and and God has a path for me, and he and and I'll follow that path, right? So um, that's what I did. I just believed in him and walked in his faith, and you know some unfortunate events happened. Um, somebody um uh we had an arson at the gym. Um, they're still looking for the culprits. Um, but, um, yeah, we're going to, we're going to reopen, um, probably I'm hoping, um, middle of August or first of September. And, um, I've just been uh, like kept in contact with my clients and we'll do some like outdoor boot camps a few days a week and, and, and do stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it's been a tough go this year. That's for sure. Yeah. Um,
3: sounds, sounds that
6: january 12th we lost the building or we lost it and right now they're um they're waiting for the permit to rebuild so as soon as that comes in that takes like six weeks or something yeah so if it happens earlier bonus if it doesn't right right it is what it is right
1: yes, we're looking at a very unique uh situation right mm-hmm. maybe closing for nine months something like that after all these other freaking lockdowns so, Jada, what is your plan here now for, like, from now until then? Um, I guess we'll say to market the business. Like, we just kind of talked pre-sale with, like, these big boxes. I don't think it's a terrible idea for gyms like ours. Um, where, are you at, where are you at now with members? Have you been able to keep them active in some capacity? And what are yeah, you gonna do? I lent them equipment
6: and stuff like that. And uh, yeah. they've been with me for so long that they, they know what they're doing. And then the kids that I have, I do them on Zoom because they're, like, far away from me um so that has been it's been whatever um I don't love it but right. it's a different right like when you do it on zoom like they can just walk off the camera or all of a sudden like, yeah I'm, I'm doing it but you can't see me but you know what I mean type of thing so yeah how do
1: you, you find know, how do you find zoom tra- zoom is I think zoom is a, obviously around it now it's uh definitely a different energy transfer it's a different way to communicate it's not going anywhere it's like obviously, it's going to become bigger. Well,
6: if I yell at them on Zoom, I can't see their eye roll. Right. Or anything. But if they do that shit in my gym, they know like parents have labeled me the drill sergeant because there is a way and it's a gym and I do not want you to get hurt. Yeah. Right. All I want to do is make you better. And if you're not in there for the same reasons, then we're going to fight. Right. 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 Type of thing. So like, and that's where I think i think parents have gotten a little soft on their kids no and that they can't they can't um so when they bring them to me and i'm not come on faster let's go push what are you doing right Right? why are you still standing there breaks over like you know and i'm always on them yeah and i think the parents like it good because and then i'm like yo how was your test today yeah 75 all right give me 75 fucking burpee before we start excuse my language but like you you're know what kidding.
3: i mean yeah you're not kidding so <laughs> not like good.
6: the p- parents would be like man like she's yeah. not only about their fitness she's about their minds as well like yeah. i'm like where are you gonna go if you you like you're doing this for basketball and you're getting a 75 yeah okay you passed
3: like school, yeah,
6: right but like all you do is train and 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 train like you're either with me or you're the basketball court
3: right
6: so you need to manage that time and get better grades and now they, they send them to me right they like send Wait. me their grades like yeah like yeah. 94s and and whatnot and
1: those burpees you know, are the ultimate uh motivator you know like sometimes no it all depends
6: yeah. it all depends yeah. like i can get them to do 10 downs there's a lot of things that they don't like to do like uh i have this one it's called uh it's called a leg blast and yeah. it's like pistols 10 pistols 10 jump squats 10 pistols on the other leg then wall sit for a minute
1: Oh baby, yeah, that's yeah. Do that well,
6: for thirty I mean, minutes. Yeah, that'll let I me mean, ten. Then tell me how your legs feel.
1: That'll right? wait.
6: So Walls yeah, so.
1: Are, yeah. Wall sits are sneaky hard. You know, like they will, they will uh blow your your legs up. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I have a funny story. But I, I was uh coaching my little eight-year-old cousin, and uh, he couldn't do like a thirty-second wall sit. You know, he's a wrestler, act a yeah. really athlete. You know, young kid, really gets after it. Really cool, great guy, great guy, great kid, and uh. I was like I bet you 100 bucks next time you come like you can't do a two-minute wall sit so of course he practices like for a week he comes back and does a three-minute wall sit I put the money in front of him it's ridiculous but you know so yeah it's uh you know, but they're very hard they're very hard um
6: and we do have challenges as well at the gym like surprises, oh, yeah, yeah. right so like we'll make it fun and and whatnot like um you know add something like we'll add like a little 15 minute workout. And if you do this, send me the video, we'll have those challenging months. Like, right. you know, we just like to make it fun. Keep it interesting. Right.
1: Of course you have to. Yeah. It's gotta be a little fun to it. Now you mentioned, uh, 150 members earlier. So is that where you, you were at? Is that where you'd like to be at? Um, is that where you, that's where I'd
6: like to be at. I was at like 70. Okay. So, which was before still that,
1: yeah, before the good. I mean, yeah, for sure. So what would be your plan marketing-wise, you know, moving to a, hopefully like a revamped place, which would be great. So a great time to kind of reach out to folks. Any marketing plans you have in place or philosophy a strategy that you're looking to implement, you know, as we get closer to opening up?
6: Um, I think at like the end of June, I'm going to start marketing. And um, um, at the end of June, and then we're going to have, Uh, like a huge party in the parking lot for the grand opening like we did the fundraiser where we have like bouncy castles bands um you know we have this guy that drives around in this like kind of bus it's called the church of bubbles and bubbles just fly out the gym and the kids absolutely adore it
3: yeah
6: yeah um something like that a barbecue
3: okay
6: you know um yeah yeah, so like we'll we'll start promoting the grand opening um probably I would say like June. I don't want to do it too too early because you know, people are they're they're where they're at, right? So okay, it's just support. like yeah. you gotta kinda like pull it, you know, at yeah.
1: A thousand percent. Have you done anything? I'm thinking
6: think about changing the name to like Patriot Gym or or something like
1: I like that, yeah. In those like lines, that.
6: right? Like something something that has to do with like,
1: yeah, like you that. know, yeah.
6: Patriots only or some shit like, like you know.
1: That. Yeah, that's a good name for sure. Have you used any data uh, to, to advertise market? It's be an interesting question for you. Anything digital marketing wise? Have you ever used that or? I've uh,
6: used like um, like the Instagram. You buy them, but it's bullshit. Um, you know, um, I've used uh, Facebook too. Again, it's bullshit. Um, yeah, they do their little advertising, but I mean, you don't get much from it. Much say,
1: yeah. What if what, if, what you, if you what if you throw into that like twenty bucks post type of thing or, or nah,
6: a couple hundred
1: hundred yeah it was yeah. One because thousand.
6: i was like a lot large area that sure. i was in right sure. i don't want this little
1: yeah. right
6: and i, I don't want it for for um because you pay by day and yeah. how much you do right so like and then like in like because i took marketing in, in college it says that you have to um when you get your leads um like you got mm-hmm. you got to follow the leads and um sure. with the marketing um you know to reach out you got to do like three months like three months of straight putting it up on um, like Instagram Facebook and whatnot and like that's that's money
3: yeah oh yeah right
6: especially for the number like the area that you want to hit so like I on the map I'm trying to hit like this I'm trying to hit Durham region not just Oshawa I'm trying to hit like right. you know
1: how, so, big, how um, big is Oshawa city how, how big is the town city
6: I think we have the population is like under half a mil maybe
1: now. Sizable. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, what I've seen work with that, if you ever do decide to try it, is like a seven mile radius and focusing on that hyper close area. Everything I've read is like people will not drive, not many, like more than seven miles to a a gym, which is kind of where it's at now. It could be different, you know, uh, country. I'm definitely
6: going to do it again because, I mean, we did get like one or two from it, but. Just for like them people to know that we're out there.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like the clarity of our message, our branding, just awareness too. Awareness that we're there. Yeah. To me, awareness is everything. Right? People don't even know. Like, you know, they don't know. Like, you know, so they're aware. Well, like
6: I had one lady in there, she was 400 pounds and I got her down to 260 within two days.
1: Awesome. Exactly. So we can so many people we can help and serve, you know. Um, so with your programs there in, in the gym, we have uh, obviously memberships and probably some training packages. Do you offer anything else Jada to like uh, as additional revenue streams to kind of increase, say so you have 150 members to so increase that average revenue per member. Yeah. We
6: sell clothes, gloves. Um, we yes. sell track suits, um, ladies tops, like, uh, the ones, uh, water bottles. Um, yeah. Like anything with our brand on it.
3: Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
6: So and we, we I sell think- a lot of that. The first time I did it, like, um, this is one of the shirts here. Um, the yeah. first time I did it, we sold out in like two days. Nice, right? So I had to I had to order more. And um, yeah. So it you gotta like brand yourself as well, right? So like when other people are walking around wearing your shirts and stuff yeah. like that, well, people are like, "Hey, where, where is that, that place at?"
1: Yeah, exactly. Where is that? What is that? Yeah. Right.
6: So I'm probably gonna put before um I open it again, probably about two thousand dollars into the marketing of it yeah. prior to opening day.
1: Yeah, I think that's a great idea, hundred percent. So, so with that being said, so hopefully we open again here, you know, by end of summer, we'll say. What would be your goal there from when you reopen for the next twelve months? Any big goals you're really trying to, you know, seize not- um,
6: No, just to help more people.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's just a great to help
6: goal. More Like I said, like you know, us little gyms, like. It's not like we opened it and be like, Hey, I'm going to be rich. Right. Like you'll, you open it, um, to help people. Right. Yeah. Like, that's why we got into this. Sure. It, it, it wasn't for us. Right. I'm already in shape. Right. Right. So it was to help other people. Right. So percent. that's where I'm at. Like, as long as I could pay my bills and, and, and move from there, like God has the rest. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like I'm not, um. Maybe when I was younger, I was probably a little bit more materialistic. Um, but
3: yeah.
6: in age, I—I I don't know—material yeah. shit don't matter to me anymore.
3: I hear that, yeah. Um,
6: happiness does, right? And that's—it's um, being with the with what I went through. It's—it's it's hard to keep that energetic, true, um, happy um, person still, right? Because um, I'm used to being out all day. Right. and now I'm, I'm like out i go out i work out i take my my dogs for a thing right. and um that's my day yeah you know what i mean so right now i just actually got a job that's a union job which is pretty dope and benefits and everything like that which is pretty sick yeah. um but i i even told them like i still plan on on opening it i'll just work here too
1: so you, do both, you plan to do both once you open yeah
6: it. so yeah. i have a really good friend of mine who did the same course is mine he's my muay thai teacher Okay. right and i could just like on the night on like let's say the days that i can't like you know i'll just pay him salary yeah right we do a good good grand opening do this that the other and then i'll just pay him a salary to manage it okay okay you yeah. know what i mean like type of thing because i can't take it. like this is like seventy thousand dollars a year job i just got offered benefits union
3: yeah Good stuff that's
6: like massive, right? Like, so it's just like, and that's like security. So, if I can have that security plus have my you know,
1: yeah, have my
6: baby, That'd
1: be great, yeah,
6: perfect world, right?
1: Is that where you foresee, like, like big, like, long end game, like, long, long story here? Uh, Jay, is that where you foresee for the business you can kind of take a step back eventually? Uh, well, I still
6: want to train people, still yeah. want to run my boot camp and stuff like that, but like, yeah, I do, I definitely want. Somebody. to take a step back and let let, let yeah. the the younger guys come in and yeah. Yeah. and do their thing or younger what ladies come in and give them the opportunity to show them what it's like to run their run a business right. so they can see and then maybe at some point they can do their own thing right
1: yeah thousand percent i love it so my last question for you is been through hell the last you know two years at least over two years now two and, um, a, half. Two and a half which is crazy right what's kept it positive what's kept you moving forward um You know, we do have listeners who are also in Canada, so like they're probably in a similar situation that you know we haven't been able to talk to yet. But yeah, what's kind of been that one or two things just has kept you positive and keeping with this business and like you know getting it to open again, we'll call it, and and get you know to grow to newer, better heights. My son. There we go. Nice.
6: And my mother. Nice. Right? They believe a lot in me. Yeah. So. Yeah, that would be that would be my
3: i love it i love it
6: my family that's, right? awesome. that, that's who is my family is my mom and my, my son and yeah. my son is legitly my life so right to see him succeed and not go through the trials and tribulations that i did as a youth is yeah. uh is truly a blessing
1: that's awesome yeah i love it right
6: because i was a shithead right like, i got in trouble all the time like yeah. too much free time
1: yeah right that's the uh there's a good quote there i'm blanking on it right now but uh yeah, too much free time causes us to get into trouble. Go mental.
6: Like it actually like I was actually like before I got this job, yeah. I was like telling my mom like I was like what am I supposed to fucking do? Like yeah. You know, there's only so much you can do without, you know, I'm always been a worker.
3: Right, yeah. Since
6: I was a kid, I delivered newspapers to working as a dishwasher to working as a waitress right. to working at a company you know what I'm saying so like I've always worked so it's just like you know people are like oh you should be enjoying your time off and I'm like no (laughs) because it's not (laughs) working yeah that's I want time off I want to go to Dominican or Mexico or Cuba that's time off
1: I suffer from the same uh, affliction Jada like uh, that's what I was kind of getting at before is like how you know when I sold my gyms, I was like uh for a while i was like shit like what do i do now you know and it was like a weird mental space for a a year uh, maybe two yeah, years to be honest you know a year, year and a half at least and uh like yeah, how I much
6: netflix hard. can you watch and yeah. it just drowns you right I, like it doesn't I, make you feel good
1: no i feel worse like you feel terrible yeah
6: like gotta, i'm legitimately trying to like make the time up in the day to go to sleep
1: right yeah like checking
6: my watch, is it time for me to put my head on my pillow?
1: No, it's crazy, right?
6: It, it, yeah, it's bad. Like, but yeah. like, I get myself out of those places by just, you know, I have a pool in the back. Yeah. Um, It's uh, it's not winter anymore here. The pool's not open, but I can go just like outside. Yeah. Yeah. And not be stuck here, right?
1: I like, did yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. And like, unfortunately,
6: uh, one of my dog, one of my dogs, we went for a run a couple weeks ago, and she hurt her leg. Oh geez. Um, I always go off trail. So I think one of the sticks was like down and it caught her leg as she was trying to jump up or something.
3: Sure.
6: sure. Um, it's better now, but I'm still just, we're still on the, this one. If I right. say the word, they're going to go crazy. So we're still on this one right now. Just like building old. it back up. It's like rehabbing a person, you know?
1: Uh, yeah, pretty
6: much. Yeah. Like rest it for a couple of weeks. And then now right. we're going to start to do this like slowly. Walk, like, up. you know, it's exactly.
1: Really build back up but i mean
6: like yeah too much time makes you think way too much like you know
1: a hundred percent i think it's like free time idle time is uh, something in the devil's hands like i can't get the right quote i'm blanking my brain
6: i i read like i mean i read too like i mean like you know i try to like not to watch just tv like so i try to like get books that are interesting like that especially with what's going on with what's going on these days right so like so, yeah. i've never i've never been into politics but here i am right 100%. what was our first conversation about i've never been into politics i couldn't give a shit right. right but now that they're messing with our stuff it's like like i said trudeau is the reason i haven't seen my son in two years because i wanted yep. a better life for him and how you been in, in, stuck in canada you wouldn't have been able to play sports and then where did he go from there? Right,
3: right. He which goes is. to
6: hanging out on the street with his friends, and who hangs out on the street? People that don't have anything else to do than cause trouble.
1: yeah Right. I found. So. The, yeah, I found the quote. I want to leave us with this. It's uh, I was blanking on it. It's, idle, an idle mind or brain is a devil's workshop, and I think it's so true. You know, like uh, yeah, that's why like having this gym and a business, it gives us so much purpose. You know, yeah, give back and serve that's people. It. With it, which is like, doubly uh great and helps uh what makes us feel and again that purpose to me is everything in life so we don't purpose like, for- i think
6: i celebrate my clients when they lose weight more yeah. than they celebrate it
1: possibly yeah very i'm sure <laughs> right?
6: like i'm like let's fucking go like high five like right right right. Yo, we're right. pushing hard today baby like let's yeah. go right five more next week you know like kind of thing like exactly
3: exactly you know
6: and then just explaining, like I said, you just got to know what you're doing and explain to people, like when they're getting down on themselves. So you can see it in their eyes, take them aside, have a little conversation with them, tell them, you know, this isn't an easy track. Like I always tell them, like, you do this for 180 days, 180 days, you set a trend.
3: Yeah.
6: yeah. Right. And yeah. once you set that trend, that's part of your lifestyle if you keep it that way.
1: Thousand percent, thousand percent. Yeah. Oh. So then it becomes disappointed. And that's like, uh, you always find time to do it, you know. If you care about it, you always find time to do it. Like uh, it's like brushing your teeth, right? So uh,
6: yeah, exactly.
1: Jada, I think this is a terrific place to wrap this show up. Where can the listeners check you out on your website, social media? Where can we find
6: you? Um, right now, our website's under construction because obviously yeah. we're not offering anything. We're trying to boost it up and make it better. Right. Um. So, uh, website is under construction because I want to do. I want to put tutorials on there. So, so yeah. for people that don't actually come to my gym there'd be workouts that they could go through and we'd be queuing them properly through videos and stuff that they could click on the website from. Yeah, right. um, so that's my plan is like uh, for that, but we're on one stop, one underscore stop underscore training zero five. Okay. And uh, that's where they can um, see me or on Facebook, one stop training. Uh, I'm not really on Twitter. Might, I might go back on when they're, when they uncensor it, if they uncensor it, we'll see. All right. Um, so yeah, just those two platforms right now. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, awesome. if they want to message me, any questions, anything like that, Yeah, like I'm here to help them and that's it.
1: Beautiful. Yeah, well, I appreciate you coming on and sharing this kind of wild story over the past couple of years. And uh, we wish you only the best, like opening up again here, hopefully sooner than later. So Jada, thank you so much. Coming maybe on. we'll
6: do another one when, when, when yeah, i'm actually yeah. reopened
1: like six months down the road from now it'll be awesome yeah yeah we'll, yeah. we'll do it, we'll the do it
6: inside the gym
1: even better i love to right love, i love to do that and uh we'll see where the world is at that point in time
6: yes awesome. hopefully it's in a better place
1: we'll see hopefully jada thank you free, so much
6: free free ukraine
1: right there you go yeah you go. <laughs>
6: all
1: right we appreciate you and listeners guys we appreciate you as well please hit like and subscribe to be notified for future episodes. And until next time, Gym Lords, we are out.
0: Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com.